broken and beaten, our heroes are scattered. Lost and alone, their hopes are all tattered. Their home has been conquered, but their fight is not done. They must mount a strong defense while still on the run. Their task will be hard, but still they must try. So sit back and observe. The Beholder's Eye! One, two, one, two, three, four. Pushing through and knocking over a few trees that come to rest just outside of your your territory, there is a 15-foot-tall, what looks to be a giant boar, kind of has that ridge along its back, and as it shoves its way through the trees and it's, it's kind of huffing and puffing, its face opens up and segments out into four different pieces and from those pieces are just innumerable dripping teeth look like razor sharp teeth Uh, and it kind of slaps its mouth parts together and makes a couple of loud noises and starts charging directly for you has damaro seen one of these beings before no no this is new okay he's going it's charging at him now yeah oh and everybody else back in the clearing you hear this and you can kind of see it from your position but you're all small animals (laughs) (laughs) silently cursing that damn ross yeah (laughs) that damn ross (laughs) he's going to use thaumaturgy as well as so kind of combining that with earthquake where he's going to make his voice real loud and he's going to to take his true form as he yells like a a warning like back down do not come into the clearing and prepares to perform earthquake if this thing continues to charge at him oh it won't stop but when you you yell out the uh the two gorks and their keepers uh well the two gorks take off and the keepers get dragged along behind them and this big giant beast just keeps charging directly at you it's about 10 feet away now. Damaros is going to yell, run back to the clearing and all of the other wildlife uh, living in his forest. And he is going to create a seismic disturbance at a point on the ground that he can see within range. And intense tremors rip through the ground in a 100 foot radius circle centered on the point. Uh, It's just going to be like right under his foot, like he's going to stomp his foot. And from that point, an earthquake erupts Okay. and the ground in the area becomes difficult terrain and each creature on the ground that's concentrating has to take a constitution saving throw. I doubt this thing is concentrating. No. But it does have to do a dexterity saving throw and on a failed save the creature's knocked prone. Oh shit. Okay. 
Does a... You said dexterity? I sure did. Uh, does a 12? It sure does not. <laughs> I figured. Giant pigs aren't very nimble on their feet. So the ground starts to shake pretty violently under this giant pig's feet. And uh, it loses its footing as it comes charging at you and it kind of slips onto one side and starts sliding and slides just past you but crashes through all these thorn walls Mm -hmm. on the perimeter and takes out a couple of the trees inside your territory and all of the woodland creatures scatter towards the back of your territory leaving the only small woodland creatures our friends left in the clearing (laughs) (laughs) and uh, this thing kind of shakes itself off and, and gets up. Um, how much damage does Thornwald usually do? I'm looking it up right now. After that, I'm going to have everybody roll for initiative. But we're little woodland creatures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's called not good tactics. We could maybe create a distraction. <laughs> for every foot a creature moves through the wall, it spends four feet of movement. And if it fails the dexterity saving throw, it takes 7d8 slashing damage. Bottom paragraph, a frog has no effective attacks. <laughs> you can stick your <laughs> tongue out on them. <laughs> your eyes shouldn't have bulged so much. <laughs> I was going to make you a fox or something, but... <laughs> you tried to fight it at the last second and it was just like, nope, you a frog now. <laughs> I'm sorry, you distracted me. How much? Uh, what was the damage? 78. 27 damage. Sweet. It seems it hides a bit bloodied from sliding through those vines, but it it gets up and kind of shakes it off. And yeah, I'm going to have everybody roll for initiative. Now, with animal shapes, are they able to revert themselves or do they have to... I think if if everybody would like to be reverted back, then Damaros will will snap his concentration and snap them out of it. Um, But otherwise, I think it's... I don't really want to be. (laughs) I kind of feel safer as a squirrel. I'm willing to take the hit. Okay. I'm at 24 for my initiative. Damaros can't find the frog to unsnap him. <laughs> and I think um, he kind of thinks Chirp, since since Chirp's not in her body, he kind of thinks that she's maybe safer as the squirrel, but uh, he's not going to leave. Like the woodland was supposed to be a disguise. Yeah. So he's going to, he's going to snap Lazy back out of her uh, raccoon form. <laughs> I also like the idea of trying to have having Frog Swifty make a dexterity save. I have, trying to jump off this I tree. I have a plan. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah, Lazy returns to her form or normal form. Uh, did everybody roll? That's a sweet old two coming at you. <laughs> That's okay. I got you. I got 19. 24. 13. I like the idea that he had to find each of you again to switch you back, and he just lost track of the frog. Like, that's really entertaining to me. Well, I was I was I hope hiding. The frog in, comes back. I was hiding in Little Chirp's nest, so like I wouldn't be in yeah. plain view. Yeah. And Little Chirp is hiding next to me, huddling, shivering, scared. But we're not frightened. Yeah, you're immune to frighten. You guys aren't scared. Did you? Did we include Little Chirp, the pet bird? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's no. protecting his pet. Oh bird. yeah, I feel like we were able to to. Have twelve characters partake. I feel yeah. like we put out a little setting a little, for little, for little chirp. Little got chirp. a little bit of bird seed. Little chirp can take <laughs> the, the HP boost. 
that old that old coal mine lung cough that Chirp had developed is gone. <laughs> Swifty, you're up first. And I'm going to hold until Douglas makes his move. Okay, lazy. I can't wait to watch Swifty croak. <laughs> How far away is it from me? About 40 feet. Okay, no problemo. I'm going to just like bustle up to him and hit him really hard with my fists. He's going to punch him. Yeah, I'm just like going to straight up Fuck like you, run slide into him. This is how I can fighting move. works. Pig so. with segmenting face. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm picturing the thing from Stranger Things. I mean, you ha- yeah, basically. <laughs> In pig form. I got a 20. Not a nat 20, but a 20. An unnatural 20. An unnatural 20. Do I hit him? Yes. That's seven damage. I'm obviously going to hit him again for 11. That one doesn't. Okay, but I am going to try. Just keep. Just... Yeah. <laughs> and Slurry I have two unarmed strikes. Jesus. With... Yeah, monks get tough. Yeah. Uh, 18. Yeah, that hits. Plus six. Not hitting very hard. 15? No. Damn, last last go. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> 16? Nope. All right. Well, that's it. 15 damage or however much damage that was. 13? I mean, I feel like that's a pretty good hit for using your fists against yeah, just, a giant pig monster. Punch, 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 punch. Oh, yeah. And my fists are magical, by the way. Yeah. Just, yeah. And you have three of them. Technically. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now. Then Damros thinks this is less silly of an approach. <laughs> <laughs> I'll punch you with my magic oh, fists. Also, I move. Disengage? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just run up, punch it in the stomach a couple times and run off. Yep, 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 yep. Did that thing. I moved back 15 feet. Yeah, you didn't get really, like, fancy with it. You just ran up and, (laughs) fuck you, pig. Yeah, I mean, that's what I do. (laughs) So now it is Douglas's turn. And he moves forward about 20 feet to where he's still about 20 feet away. And he reaches up and takes the uh, nest with Swifty, Frog Swifty, and... Little chirp down, and he puts it in a safe place, kind of in the middle of the clearing, near the table. (laughs) 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 He pats pats Swifty on the head a little bit and uh, turns back and shoves two of his... Well, there is arms. There is two biggest tree branches down into the ground, and you see the ground kind of deform a bit in a rapid line out from him. And... Vines pop up underneath this giant pig and wrap all around it and pull it down and hold it down to the ground. And now it's immobile. Nice. And that's Douglas's turn. <laughs> <laughs> and now it is Chirp. We're able to hold on in Douglas's branch in your squirrel form. All right. While this is held down to the ground, I scurry down to the ground and run over and climb up on this thing. And I'm going to bite it on the ear. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta go look up those squirrel stats. And then I'm gonna disengage. Let's see. Bite. Plus zero to hit, one piercing damage. So roll roll D twenty plus zero. That's a six. No, no, it's uh it, you got advantage because it's incapacitated. That's an eleven. <laughs> Still not gonna be enough. This new squirrel form is just as confusing as your last marionette <laughs> form. And you end up falling off when you get towards its ears. Or no, you get up there and see that it doesn't really have ears. It just kind of has holes. And you try to bite at the flesh around it, but it shakes you off. Damn. Now, it uh, this monster tries to lift itself up, break free from these vines, and it can't quite do that. But 
as it's being held down, there are these like mouth-shaped openings that open up on its flanks and tentacles come shooting out and whipping around. Gross. And uh, over these tentacles. They whip out and try to attack both Damaros and Lazy. So I'm going to need both of you to make dexterity saving throws. Oh, I have a thing about that somewhere. I'm going to take my move after that. Okay. 17. Yeah, you're safe. Well, you'll take half damage, but I think Lazy, if Lazy saves, she takes no damage. Mm-hmm. And then half damage if I do save, or don't save. 21. Oh, yeah, you're good. So, Damaros, you take seven, or well, no, that would be half that. So, you take four damage. Round it up or round or it down? Round, uh, you take three, three. damage. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. That, like, sounds, that sounds kinder. The boar is trapped like this with vines over it. Yeah, and now it's got tentacles. So, it's like spine is on the top, right? Yes. Is there like defenses on the boar? Like, can I see any like pokes or prines of the spine? My theory is I want to sneak up to it and then use my jump to jump up onto the top <laughs> of it. And while I jump, I'm gonna do Freaking yourself. <laughs> I'm gonna do a little frog like elbow drop. <laughs> so, a little frog elbow drop. So a spine lands <laughs> on my side, piercing me, and then I Returning revert you to your regular. I revert to Swifty. And I like come down full elbow on him. Amazing. <laughs> yes, I love it. Like, I got this, guys. <laughs> uh, um, make me a stealth check. Hold on. As a frog. Oh, that's going to hurt. Oh, you got plus three to stealth. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, well, okay, make me a. See, originally, if Douglas walked up to it, I could have jumped from his branches onto the, the ball. Yeah, all he has oh, to he do is jump. Yeah, that was a fail in the plan. I well, guess. he said he wanted to sneak up. <laughs> Although, I guess it wouldn't really be paying have, attention to a frog. Yeah, and you have 20 feet of movement. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to let you do it because it's too fucking awesome not to. Yeah. <laughs> Make me a... Uh, here we go. Here's what we'll do. We'll I don't, do an unarmed I don't need to have attack. any damage yeah. to the boar. I just want to be on top of it when we're done. Go ahead and roll me a attack roll, but unarmed. So, strength. Yeah. You put a saddle on it, or you do, do you ride it four back? You're at 13. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah, you're able to leap up onto this thing's back and do a frog elbow drop <laughs> that cuts cuts you just enough to revert you back to your, your normal form and uh, land on top. But the, the change happens and kind of disorients you and you're not able to, like, get a good elbow drop in in your full form, but you end up grabbing onto it. Well, I'm not me until I hit the thing. So. Yeah, but yeah, you're able to stay up on top. Yeah, of there's the not a lot of combined weight coming down on it. And now it's Damaros. Damaros um, picks up a small handful of um, of insects off the ground and he whispers attack to them and then blows on them and as he blows on them, three, three of the small spiders become giant wolf spiders and are going to, to attack the... That's fucking terrifying. Yep. Mm. Uh, that's my level four giant insect. Jesus. And the DM has the statistics. The giant wolf spider is in that list that I sent you. What size? And I think it's still small. Medium. It's a medium sized. It's got 13 armor class, 11 hit points, and it's got a bite melee weapon attack. Uh, so there's three of them, and they act on my turn each round. They obey my verbal commands, and the DM resolves their actions and movement. Okay. Um, and they're going to remain in the giant size until 
they drop to zero hit points and then they become small again. Okay, sweet. Are you going to command all three to attack at the same time? I'm yeah. guessing. So it's not it's not a ton, but I'm hoping they'll serve as sort of a distraction for the group. This uh, transformation seems like it disorients these three spiders a little bit as well, because as they oh, <laughs> as they land <laughs> on top of them, on top of this giant boar, they seem to try and bite at it, but can't really get any purchase. Uh, and one of them almost bites Swifty. Well, that's no good. Ooh, giant <laughs> spiders. Yeah. So now Swifty, you're on top of this boar with three giant spiders coming at me. Yeah. I no, not that. at you. But coming at the boar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm straddling the boar at this point. Yeah, it's back to you. And it's my turn. Yeah. Switch the face mask to lightning. Okay. And looking down at the back of the boar's head, like I want to hit it right where the head meets the spine. Okay. Full lightning blast. While you're on it? Yeah. While yeah. <laughs> Swifty doesn't think a lot about his fights. He just goes for it. Dex saving throw. Save DC is 14. Nat 20. Damn it. It still takes half damage though. 10. You blast this thing in the back of the head with your lightning breath, and it seems like it kind of tries to shrug it off at first. And I am going to use my disengage. Jump off of it. To jump off and back, hopefully out of the reach of tentacles. All right. <laughs> but yeah, you, you blast it in the back of the head, and it looks like it's trying to shrug it off at first, but then it takes the full force of this. And even though it's saved, uh, it seems to take all of that damage. And you would assume this creature is weak to lightning. I like that. <laughs> lightning good, lazy, make zap zap. <laughs> oop, oop. Yeah, and then you backflip off the back and get yeah, out of the way. Yeah. Okay. And now, lazy, it's your turn. I'm going to turn into lightning bolt. Zap <laughs> <laughs> zap good. Oh, yeah, that's dexterity, isn't it? for me. It must make a dexterity saving throw, bro. That's a four. Yeah. So it's tied down, so it has yeah. disadvantage, right? So you should roll twice, see if you get a nat one. Because if you get a nat one, it's full damage. Sixteen. Okay. I just wanted to check. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Thirteen damage. So it does 26 damage. Yeah. It does that like thing you see in every cartoon when something gets electrocuted and you see its skeleton for a second. <laughs> That hurt Douglas. Oh yeah, that's a good point. He's he's fine. He nat twenty. Hmm. Okay, cool. That's he's it. got lightning resistance. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna end my turn again, like fifteen feet away from it. Okay. Now it's chirp. Squirrel chirp. Well. Where was squirrel chirp when that happened? I had backed okay. off of it. I'm just kind of next yeah, on vines. the ground. Yeah, it fried the crap uh, out nearby. of the I think I'm gonna. <laughs> Just use my turn to run back up Douglas's. Go back to Douglas. Mm-hmm. Back up into the foliage. <laughs> Get a nut on your way. Just like, <laughs> we watching this one. This one. So this monster whips its tentacles out, and oh. it. Oh what? Yes. Can I else? go one more? I, yeah, I want to use my bonus. <laughs> Can I go action. again? <laughs> Can I go again? <laughs> so what do that, we do? Yeah, that was an action, and then I didn't realize that I could use my bonus action still. What's, what, what do you got? Oh, I'm going to punch it with my fisty. <laughs> and I'm also going to spend another key point and use spark. Sorry, is this lazy or is this little tiny squirrel chirp? No, this is lazy. Yeah, <laughs> I, okay. I fudged up and I'm now going out of turn, I guess. I appreciate your patience. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so I'm gonna use spark, which just spends a key point, and it's gonna do lightning damage on my fists. Oh, when you punch, nice. Yeah. Uh, so it's an 18. That hits. A 12. Nope. Okay, seven. So that does 14. Yes. All right, was that it? Yeah, that's yeah, it. Okay. That's all. I got. <laughs> just want to make sure. Now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this uh, monster tries to whip out its tentacles and break free from these vines, uh, like whips against them, and Douglas strains a bit and you see the tentacles like pull in and tighten up and they start to cut into the the boar and it starts to bleed a bit and the boar struggles against this at first but then whips its tentacles out i think the three of you are all kind of right up in there chirp and douglas are the ones that are out of the way so damaros swifty and lazy make me dexterity glad i got out of there 11, 13. It's a 20. Oh, okay. Swifty, you're able to catch, uh, to get out of there pretty quickly, uh, but you catch a tentacle in the leg and cutting you a little bit for... Damn tentacles! Uh, seven damage. Lazy and Damaros, you are not quite as lucky. Uh, you both take the full brunt of getting whipped by these tentacles for a total of 14 damage. I have... Okay, I can you dodge. got evasive? Yeah, so that's half damage. I, yeah, I have right? evasion so as zero. well. And then you take zero. Sweet. Oh, well, no, you take half damage, Lazy. Damaros points his finger at the creature that damaged him, and the boar is momentarily surrounded by hellish flames and must make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, shit. Okay. Cooking up feast number two. That's a 10. And it's going to take 20. Damn. Okay. Damaros. <laughs> <laughs> is that hellish rebuke or something like that? Jesus. <laughs> I like hellish rebuke. That's a good one. Yeah. Swifty doesn't agree with you, all of your tactics, but he is very impressed with your skills. <laughs> I believe that would burn up your spiders as well, though. Unless I mean, we made fair. But that's fine. It is. And Douglas's vines. Oh, yeah. They're not fire resistant. Douglas, well, <laughs> Douglas would have to make a, I guess, a dex save just to see if it knew. Oh, no. Yeah. Douglas would retreat his vines after that. Uh, but this boar is looking pretty rough, and it is Damaros's. Are they roots? Okay. So Damaros casts Sunburst. Brilliant sunlight flashes, and the boar must make a constitution saving throw. That would be a 17. Fuck. Okay, so you're not blinded, and you take half damage, uh, which is going to be 24. Jesus Christ. It was it was 12d6. Damn. Yeah, I'm glad you rolled that ahead of time. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> this boar, uh, like this sun, you said a sunbeam? Sunburst. Sunburst. This sunburst burns out a chunk of the side of this boar, taking a whole bunch of tentacles with it. And it makes. It smells real good, though, right? Like a little, like, back bacon sizzling. Yeah. Like... yeah. <laughs> or, like, right, uh, like a roast pig, right when they take mm-hmm. it out of the ground. I'm yeah. So right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of, like, capers to one side and then the other and falls down, and all the tentacles come to rest, and it. It looks to have died. Wait. But we have dinner. Cool. I don't know if I do want to eat that. Dinner for days. I, I do want to make sure it's dead. So I'm going to do the Swifty version of like double tap to be sure. I'm going to walk up to it and like shove both of my daggers into its head repeatedly. <laughs> overkill. It's a little overkill. Yeah. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> And now, 
a word from our sponsors. Greetings, interstellar travelers from Point Zero Star, a sci-fi RPG adventure with five humble Canadians as your hosts. Follow the crew of the Mary Shelley, Vinyl Flyway, Kays, Nix Nedra, and the daring captain, Rust Duckers. They're just trying to earn some thread and stay under the radar, but things haven't worked out that way so far. Look for Point Zero Star on iTunes or wherever you receive podcast transmissions. Podcasting is uh, becoming pretty ubiquitous, and there are a lot of services out there that offer podcast hosting, which is probably the most important part of podcasting, because if you don't have your podcast uh, hosted somewhere, nobody's ever going to hear it. (laughs) And we went through a few different podcasting hosts at the beginning of our show, and wow, we had pretty good experiences with all of them. We found that Shortwave is the best fit for our show. Shortwave is a podcast hosting, syndication, analytics, and dynamic content stitching platform built on the belief that professional-level podcasting tools should be available to everyone, not just professionals. And as we are sponsored by Shortwave, uh, you can go ahead and go over to their website, www.goshortwave.com, to start your free 14-day trial of hosting on Shortwave, which includes show and episode-level listener analytics, embeddable episode players, unlimited upload and download bandwidth, and two free hours of dynamic content stitching that helps you build your episodes from multiple clips, all in your browser. Again, you can go to www.goshortwave.com for a free 14-day trial of everything that Shortwave has to offer. Shortwave, the platform for adaptive podcasting. Welcome to Queer Dungeoneers. This is an unbearable experience. If someone was listening to this, they would say, this is pure silliness. (laughs) I'm going to turn into a really big cow. Moo. It is Baramos of the Fourth Circle. Free me from this orb. Do you have Baramos in your bag? No. You can tell me if you've got Baramos in your bag. No, I've got rations. You've got Baramos in your bag. No, I don't. Nim, what have you done? Queer Dungeoneers, an actual play podcast about being who you are by being someone different. Get it now! I am great and nothing can hurt me. Hey everybody, it's your DM Andrew. I'm here to tell you about a new sponsor that we have, LibrisArcana.com. They are a dice service that does monthly subscription boxes with dice in them. Every month you subscribe to them and you get a new set of dice. Their dice are amazingly designed and some of the prettiest dice we've seen. We are very lucky to secure a sponsorship with them. So what they'll be doing for us is if you go on Libris Arcana and subscribe to their monthly dice service, uh, you can get 20% off your first month subscription by using the code BEHOLDER at checkout. Once again, get on there, get your first month subscription, and you'll get 20% off with the code Beholder. Put it in at checkout and you'll be good to go. So 
So yeah, you guys have defeated this horrible boar thing, but it's taken out a little, a pretty substantial little chunk of the forest around, or the forest right around the entrance of your territory. And Douglas comes walking up with Chirp in his branches, and he's put little Chirp back up as well. Chirp, do you want to be a giant boar? We have this body right here, only slightly damaged. <laughs> I run behind the tree and like hide. So, so, how do, do we buy a body? Do we steal a body? What are the moral implications of this? Normally, uh, the reincarnate spell requires a piece of the old body, but because you... I got pieces of body left and right, man. <laughs> because you essentially have Chirp's soul. I'm going to count that as a piece of the body to reincarnate from. But what, what we'll do is um, Damaros is going to cast the spell and then we're going to have Chirp roll for a new body. Okay. But the spell itself is creating the body. We don't have yeah. to go supply parts or anything. I like would that. say I had a piece of chirp in my old house, like a feather laying around or something, but I, my house is gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> crap, I forgot. I we probably have, have one on me. On my hat, of course. Surely I had feathers in my hideout. I mean, probably, yeah. I would have tried to use little chirp's feather as oh, like a substitute it. But I mean, you've got this gem that contains all of Chirp's essence. Yeah, that's probably so, all we really need. Yeah, that, and I'm not going to require like components and all that bullshit. It's only a few rare oils and unguents worth at least one thousand gold pieces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that Damaros, since being able to return to town and get things, has has all of these components on him. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, how does it take? It takes like an hour. Is it a ritual spell? I believe. It's in yeah an hour-long casting time. The duration is instantaneous. The magic fashions a new body for the creature to inhabit, uh, which likely causes the creature's race to change. The reincarnated creature recalls its former life and experiences. It retains the capabilities it had in its original form, except it exchanges its original race for the new one and changes its racial traits accordingly. See, and that's another thing. She's been dead longer for longer than 10 days. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so we're we're fudging that a bit. DMD's made uh, to be fudged. The spell forms a new adult body for it and then calls the soul to enter that body. If the target soul isn't free or willing to do so, the spell fails. So so long as Chirp isn't really attached to this new marionette form, it no, should all be good. Nor am I to the squirrel. <laughs> no, well, it's you're a squirrel for 24 squirrel, hours though. until you revert. So I like the idea of you just like staying as the squirrel as you go into this new body. Yeah. Technically, it's safer. I mean, her other, her marionette's not deteriorating at this point. Yeah. The squirrel seems more mobile. Oh, yeah. I like also, that. The the weird magic logistics of turning a wooden puppet boy into a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> or reversing it, turning a squirrel from a squirrel. Into a into weird a puppet boy. Complete new humanoid. <laughs> it's all oh, child's yeah. play for Damaros. <laughs> Damaros, you get the area ready that you're going to need for, for casting this. And as... And I'm picturing this ceremony as sort of being like a, a reverse funeral. Like, it's kind of like a memorial service. It's going to be very, like, ritualistic. During this time, we're going to have people come up and speak words about Chirp and and how meaningful her life was to them and really, really make a, a day of it. Okay. If, if Andrew will allow. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Not promising um, quality, but I'll shoot for it. Yeah. But yeah, as the uh, as the ritual starts, yeah, you guys have time to say something about Chirp. Um, and, well, Chirp at this point, though, uh, during the beginning of the ritual, is basically kind of put into a trance in this squirrel body. Oh, I don't get to watch. <laughs> well, well, you're going to be separated from your body here in a minute. <laughs> okay. Do I do I know what the ceremony is going to be like kind of before? Can I look for like a rock or something, a shiny object? Yeah, I, I want to find some sort of shiny object. I imagine you you, do, you haven't seen a reincarnation before, but you've heard about them. <laughs> it's like secondhand knowledge. Yeah. Uh, so the day before, the night before, I was looking for some sort of shiny object or a whole walk up. And I found like a gold nugget or something. I don't okay. know. <laughs> Just a little gold nugget. <laughs> like a little rock. Uh, do you say something? Yeah, I put it up on like, I guess this like pedestal, however it's set up. I don't know. Do you want to describe that, Damaros? Sure. Uh, I think we've put together like a little, uh, not quite a shrine, but like a little, why can I not think of the words? Altar? Like a little tab, an altar. Thank you. We've put, we've put a little altar together. Um, we didn't have any of Chirp's original feathers available, but Damaros has found um, a few bird feathers from the forest floor and has put them there as sort of a symbol of Chirp's previous form and, uh, and asks for any other items that you think are meaningful to Chirp to go up on this altar. I put the, uh, the pebble there and I, I say, I have missed Chirp and it was devastating. I lost my best friend that day and I just hope to have that again. And I'm so glad that she's here now and we're able to do this. I'm just thank you Damaros for bringing my friend back to me and then I put the pebble down and walk away alright everybody looks at Swifty I step <laughs> up to the altar and I say Chirp was a bird person and a orphan and a thief so I pull out a lockpick and I put it down and this is for the thief part <laughs> <laughs> And I reach up to Little Chirp on my shoulder and I pull out a feather. <laughs> little, little Chirp <laughs> helps with this part, but it is for the bird part. And then I pull out, uh, like I reach into the bottom of my pouches and like pull out a little, little leather satchel that I unravel and I pull out a severed finger and I set it on. And I'm like, this is part of an orphan for the orphan part. <laughs> 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 when Chirp died, I was sad. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, Little Chirp should have been singing <laughs> during this whole time. Little Bird song. Yeah, little Chirp's providing the ambient music. Yes. <laughs> does, does anybody have any items from Chirp's death, from the unfortunate, the unfortunate moment? that took Chirp from us. I wanted to bring Barry's head, but they said we had to do this first. <laughs> then Damros will pull a ceremonial blade um, from, from one of his little uh, zippered pouches, and he adds that uh, to, the, to the altar and says, to, to protect you, may you not die the same way twice. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so as you start to cast this spell, Chirp, you feel your 
that that feeling of your your soul coming out of your body again and this time you you just kind of float just above this area um, floating directly over this altar and suddenly everything kind of goes dark around you presented before you are three silhouettes okay so time to roll 14 20 26 the three silhouettes in front of you uh the one on your left is just a little bit bigger than a person seems to be very very furry and very kind of top heavy and stocky and and muscular the middle silhouette is very very tall uh at least easily seven feet tall very very thick uh, does not look hairy, uh, but seems to have a very odd-looking head with really big ears and something coming off the face of it. Uh, and then uh, the shape is familiar, but you can't quite put a finger on it. Uh, and the third silhouette to your far right looks to be a mushroom. Hmm. So now I'm going to give you the option of one of those three. So Damaros calls to Chirp's soul and says, Chirp, Chirp, I give you three corporeal options and I call you to inhabit the one that calls to you. Oh my gosh. I'm super tempted to be the very large one with the floppy ears. You'll still be able to fly because you have your amulet. You'll be Dumbo. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I want to be that big. That's real big. Damros is worried for a moment that the spell hasn't worked. Don't worry, Damros. Chirp was always indecisive. <laughs> this is a hard decision. I really want to be an elephant. That, that, if that's what you want to go with, go with that. The middle one? What was it? The elephant? The mushroom? What was the first one? A big hair. It's a bugbear. It's a bugbear, a luxodon, and a mycophant. So, bear, elephant, or mushroom? Big hairy goblin dude. How big is the mushroom? Uh, mushrooms like five and a half foot. A big mushroom. Like a big, I mean, all of these. Are, for you, yeah, you were like size. three and a half. Feet. I was four nine. Oh, four nine. So still, like that's six inches taller than you were. Half a foot taller than you. Were. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> big old mushroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> big, How skinny. wide is the mushroom? Is it's it like skinny. skinny and tall? Yeah. You can hang out with Douglas. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to be the elephant. Fuck it. I want to be an elephant. Hell yes. I feel I like it's it. going to be pretty inconvenient at times, though. Okay, so uh, as as your spirit... Am I going to be able to talk as an I... elephant? Do I have hands? Yeah, you're a big elephant I'm like person. a <laughs> elephant, elephant person. I'll show you a picture here in a second. Flip me a coin. It's heads. <laughs> Heads. Uh, oh, we didn't assign anything to heads or tails. Oh, okay, well, let's do this again. <laughs> okay, wait. No, uh, you you pick. Uh, so this is if you come back as a man or a woman. Or you can always pick in between if you don't want to come back as either and come back as like. The non-binary elephant. Non-binary. Yeah. You just want to be non-binary? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Welcome to the club. Is the trunk prehensile? I don't think I'm going to be it's finding many other elephant, elephant So yeah, people. you can use the trunk. You can use your trunk as an arm. Almost. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's I'll, not bad. That won't be so inconvenient. So now yeah. you guys have a three-arm club. Yeah. 
What? I have three arms? <laughs> no, but well, you have oh, a my trunk. trunk. Uh, so, yeah, so as your spirit drifts into this elephant body, you come into it and kind of everything goes black for a moment. Lazy and Swifty and Damaros, well, Lazy and Swifty from outside of this ritual happening, um, you you see this body starting to form on this altar. Um, and it's oh, a poor little, squirrel. A lot, uh, yeah, out of the squirrel. <laughs> uh, and it's a lot bigger than you remember Lazy being. Chirp. Um, oh, God damn it, I was looking right at you too. <laughs> uh, it's a lot bigger than <laughs> you remember Chirp being, but by almost twice as much, almost to where I mean, Damaros, you remember Chirp being pretty small, so you didn't make the altar too big. You know, her feet just kind of hang off one end, (laughs) and she ends up being almost uh, six and a half feet tall. And you see this body form, and it's kind of a gray, rough-looking skin, and as the head forms, you all realize that she is now a Luxodon, a elephant person. And as Damaros is completing this ritual, no more climbing on Douglas, Chirp. <laughs> Chirp's, <laughs> Chirp's eyes snap open. And um, Chirp, how does it feel to go from one body to the next and now be a ele- giant elephant person? <laughs> um, Pretty strange, I suppose. I think I'd wake up and I wouldn't see myself, but... You would see this trunk yeah. in front of your face. <laughs> I flop my ears and I lift up my trunk. Yeah, Damaros is going to clasp them on the shoulder and say, welcome, welcome back, Chirp. That's a wrap, people.